0: This is Robert from Twin Peaks, and you're listening to Inspirado, Projecto. got a light I... I Idea for a uh, villain, who would be called Milligan, Milligan. He's got a million angles on him, Milligan. And... Um, Milligan, maybe he, maybe he has a whole bunch of different, uh, maybe he shapeshifts into different personalities. Maybe he shows people exactly who they are. Milligan, he's, he goes, and he holds up a mirror, and he, and he shows Milligan. He's got all those different angles. Maybe also he's got a million different personalities. Milligan. And you never really know who he is, because the more that he gets in a character, the more he actually looks different. So the more committed he is into his character, the more you see his facial expressions change and all that jazz. Milligan. Today's already the seventh and I got to tell you, I am so excited with how this new year is unfolding. I have my new uh, short cinema out on IGTV. I will not tell you the name of it. I will not tell you the name of it. You got to find it. You gots to find it. IGTV, baby. Go to Inspirato Projecto. Um, I've, I've come across some just wonderful people uh, uh, through Anchor, uh, fellow podcasters, and uh, even folks who, I mean, just recently I ended up finding out we're listening to my podcast who are not necessarily podcasters but they're <clears throat> they're just someone just or maybe they are a podcaster I still gotta learn they go by the name Many Tales Studio on Instagram Jamil Perez his title here says the Solo RPG Maker Dev. Developer. Uh, current project: Prepare to be a hero. What a cool title for project. Prepare to be a hero. And you look at these character designs, and they are great. These awesome, awesome pixel, pixel. He's got here named Steven Universe. He's got a sh- uh, shaman. Just really interesting Really interesting I look forward to seeing what uh, what they come up with So this person Many Tales Studio Followed me onto Instagram Because they listened to my podcast I think that's fantastic Thank you to anybody who's been listening to my podcast I've been noticing it going up and up and up More and more lately More and more folks coming across the podcast More folks listening on Spotify uh, On Anchor all these different... Some of these I, I, I am able to find the analytics for. Lots of those other distributions um, that uh, that I was able to plant the seeds into for uh, for, uh, for Inspirato Projecto. Lots of those other places I planted seeds for. Um, I have no idea... How to track those analytics. However, the, coo- the cool thing is just knowing that it's out there. When I look through Anchor, Anchor, in a sense, I think what it does is it, t- it it's supposed to tally up pretty well um, all the places that have the RSS feed, um, uh, that run it through iTunes, all that jazz, all that razzmatazz. So... I look at Spotify and it tells me you got, you know, these hundreds of listens on this day and this this many on this day and this many on that day. And this is what you got for the week and this is what you got for 3 months. There's what you got all time. So you could see the little thing go beep, beep,
1: beep, beep, beep,
0: bounce up and down. So It's really exciting. It's it's very intriguing to me to think that there are folks out there listening to this. And thank you. It's like the forest that falls in the trees. (laughs) The forest. The forest that falls in the trees. If the forest falls in the trees, does the forest make a sound? It's a big question. It's a big question going around town these days. So yesterday uh, in the studio, which I should get onto right now, two things, two thoughts. uh, Getting it, downloading. I'm going to do that with you right here. Well, well, okay. Well, first of all, getting a hold of Sunland Sunspace because tonight's unusual Tuesdays. Good chance I'll be going up there and a good chance I'll be seeing Craig Spivak. Craig Spivak was on K-Chung yesterday on Monday. So was Roxanne Kanaus who started her own magazine. She was there yesterday. And we had a great time. So I got to get that episode. We're in the K-Chung studio in Chinatown, Los Angeles. I have got to get that up to Mixcloud. That's where I put the K-Chung stuff. We played some songs by some original artists. Isn't that funny? Original artists. Original artists. By some original artists. What if you're an original artist who does a remake? Then what? I'm an original artist. Bam. But I also do remakes and I also do children's songs children's music hmm what if you make a ch- uh, children's album and you just reconfigure royalty free songs and you just put your own words in there it's like Weird Al Bamzo. there you go
2: Bamzo.
0: So imagine if you got you come out with an album and it's all Christmas songs, but you don't sing the words to the to the you know to the real songs. You you're just singing to the music. Original songs. Are they original? Someone came up with that melody. Meet Mark. The permobile hey everybody it's the permobile It's the permobile he's orange and is fluffy it's the permobile How do you feel mister Permobile? I said how do you feel How do you feel mister Permobile How do you feel? He's a purring machine. He's orange. He's not green. He's a purring machine. Oh, kitty. Kitty. Kitty, kitty! It's my little buddy, my little chubby buddy, my little chubby buddy. He looks like a real life Garfield. If I could just shoot him in front of a bunch of different green screens. And then I put Garfield quotes next to him.
2: Kitty. 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 Oh, my gosh. You are so cute. You are just so cute. Thank you. You are so cute.
0: So, folks, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of this madness. Please email me uh, or even call. Email me, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. We get some wonderful submissions you can also call me 561 call the voicemail it's a voicemail toll free uh 561 203 or that is the number for you to call call up the number leave a comment a suggestion leave a sound uh, leave gibberish leave your uh, you put uh Maybe next time you're out and you got a friend who's channeling a spirit, record them. Please, put them on here. Let's say you're out uh, and you're, you're playing with the Ouija board. Keep, record it. Put it on here. Which, by the way, have you played with the Ouija board before? Have you discovered interesting things with the Ouija board? I have. Uh, I've, I've experienced stranger stories about the Ouija board than I actually have personally experienced stories with the Ouija board. There's some things in the past where it would spell out a name. Uh, there's a kid who I substitute taught for, he loved the Ouija board. He was always telling me about his Ouija board stories, about the new, the new spirits that were coming through and how his Ouija board would go whoosh, fly across the room. Or the light would just suddenly go out. You tell me about this stuff. Now, I believed them, of course. Because I'd rather believe in these paranormal stories than not believe in them. I'd like I'd rather believe in it in the off chance that it's true. <laughs> in the on chance that it's true. So I'm turning myself on you know to that filter like a like a net like a trapeze I love the stories check out hellier will you please check out hellier there's already two seasons took them less than a year to make that second season less than a year to put out an entire season this is just four or five people that are that are doing this It's astounding when you see this stuff. This is what has excited me and inspired me to make my short cinemas. Up on IGTV, go to Inspirado Projecto. Inspirado Projecto. Projecto. Hey, Christian, if you were to listen to one podcast in 2020, I'd suggest listen to Inspirado Projecto.
2: Well, thanks, Jack. That sounds like a wonderful idea. Maybe I'll listen to it with the Heathers.
0: That's actually a really great idea, Christian. I listened to it on my way to the
2: office. What kind of office do you got, Jack?
0: Well, Christian, I've got an office where I play Uno all day, all night. and I call up random people.
2: You call up random people?
0: You got that right, bucko. I call up random people. And I bring him up to my office and we play UNO. Sometimes there are four or five of us up there. We like to have tournaments.
2: So, Jack, what's the maximum amount of people that you've had up there at your office playing UNO?
0: Well, Christian, I'm glad you asked that. I've had about 16 tables set up there with about eight people at each table. Uh, I'm not good with the math. I'll let you and the Heathers figure that out. You're the ones going to high school, after all. The good news about Uno is that you can't blow yourself up in front of the school, can you?
2: Oh, yeah, that's right, Jack. I did that in Heathers.
0: That's right. That's right. What a wonderful movie that was. Did you know that I originally
2: was supposed to play the principal? Oh, Jack! I didn't, I didn't know that.
0: Well, they were gonna hire me, and then they said they wanted a poor man's version of Jack Nicholson. So they ended up hiring you.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that one.
0: Yeah. So they hired you, and uh, I went off to do uh, "One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest." Colon, the revenge.
2: Part two of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Are you sure, Jack? Because the ending of the first Cuckoo's Nest, it, it, uh, it seems like... Uh,
0: oh, I don't care what it seems like. The whole movie takes place in a mental institution. Christian, there's plenty of time. There's plenty of time between there and here for uh, the writers to come up with some sort of explanation behind how it ended up the way it was and why we now have a sequel.
2: Well, that makes a lot of sense, Jack.
0: Why, thank you very much, Christian. By the way, are you going to go see The Viper Room uh, this, uh... What day is that? It's coming up soon, right?
2: I believe it's the 11th, Jack.
0: That's right on 11th the viper room we got yatley crew and it's their last show there and from what i understand it's
2: sailed out huh that's right jack can i get the heathers on the list
0: uh christian you you and i both know that uh, you and heathers aren't old enough to be inside that club Come back and talk to me once you're 21 years of age, and we'll see what we can do about getting you in the club.
2: Well, Jack, couldn't you just pretend I was your cousin?
0: It's too late for that now, Christian. People already know who you are. Don't you remember people uh, went bazonkers? They still go bazonkers for Heathers. Heck, they made a television program out of it for crying out loud.
2: Yeah, and I don't understand... What that had to do with anything?
0: I don't either, Christian, but that's water under the bridge. Or fire in the brimstone, as it were.
2: Hey, that's a good phrase, fire in the brimstone.
0: Thank you very much.
2: I think I'll use that for future endeavors. Did you know I'm going to make a show called Mr. Robot?
0: Well, if you're going to do that, Christian, wouldn't that be nice if you gave me a part? I mean after all I gave you your career if you think about it I gave you my voice and you ran off with it like it was a marathon run at the Olympics
2: It's true I did Jack I built my career after from your voice It's true
0: Well Christian I can't blame you for it I've been trying to impr- uh I've been trying to uh Impersonate, uh... Impersonate,
2: uh, uh... Uh... uh. What, Jack? Spit it out. Well, I've been trying to, uh... Trying to, uh... What's the matter, Jack? Cat got your tongue? Well, I'm I'm trying to, uh... I'm just... There's, uh... Uh, Come on, Jack, spit it out. Well, uh, I've been trying
0: to impersonate Johnny Carson this entire time. Uh,
2: Have I pulled that off successfully? Well, Jack, Jeepers Creepers, if you've been trying to impersonate Johnny Carson this whole time, and I've been trying to impersonate you, why haven't I just tried to impersonate Johnny Carson in the first place?
0: You know, Christian, that's a good question. Uh, however, to be fair, this is the first time, now the first time ever in twenty twenty that I've ever admitted that little classified document. That, that that pixelated that pixelated soundscape of classified documentia.
2: Wow, now that's another good title, Jack, documentia.
0: That's right, documentia. It's about a man who's documenting his dementia.
2: that's a wonderful idea, Jack.
0: Well, thank you very much. And now, back to the program. Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If Has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it. Please, right now, make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me, Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm.
3: But that was kind of a the, the dark side, I guess, of becoming like really creatively obsessed with something is everything else in your life become second and so earlier when I was saying that like sometimes uh, those like creative bursts of energy uh, they just they happen and then you just sit down and you write a book in three weeks or whatever because you don't
0: know when that blast of, of, of inspiration is going to get you again you know it's and they
3: don't, sometimes you just it doesn't come know. that often to me really it comes maybe once a year um, but you got to follow through with it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so that was the case with the institute is like Uh, from starting to shoot and the interviews and and do all the footage and stuff and edit it together, it was probably, let's see, I started in December and in March I had a cut, like a hundred minute cut, and conversely though, with the latitude, I started shooting it in like 2013. I finished it this oh, no. year.
1: Wait, okay, so let me think, let me think. So,
0: the Latitude Society, so how how close was... Th- was that by the same makers of uh-huh. Shishun Institute? Mm-hmm. So, how close was the beginnings of the Latitude Society in relation to... Um, how does that overlap as to you editing Institute?
3: Um, that, great question. Uh, they were off, kind of like Jeff Cole was kind of off, like starting to ruminate on what the latitude would be while I was like editing and working on my thing and so June closed um, in 2011 uh, I started in the very end of 2011 working on it, I was married in August so it was like a couple months later then I started working on it, I was done in March then we kind of went The everything became about the institute even for Jeff because it started getting into like you know, Mill Valley and like slam dance and stuff like that and um and I'm just trying to think about the exact dates. But it was probably they were working on it while I was like really working on the institute and then going out to like festivals and, and doing like talks and, and kind of like you know, sending out screeners and doing like a lot of the printing out posters and like doing like a lot of the legwork. It, it's like the amount of work that came after the film was done way super.
0: That's seated. a great thing that a lot of times people were not taught that aspect of it. It's no. like oh gosh what a big hill I gotta make this film. But then there's that all those other interesting things that come along after that that are just not taught like okay now are you gonna get distribution? Where are you gonna get distribution? How are you gonna do that? Are you gonna go to film festivals? Blah, 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 blah. Are you gonna have money to send uh, to submit to all these festivals? You know I mean I someone, someone uh, I met through what Kapow, they said they submitted to like 90 festivals. That's pretty expensive. It's that's like, hecka expensive. holy moly. I mean, even if that's only a dollar a festival, <laughs>
3: that's, that's like a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, that's like... Yeah, you got to pick and choose uh, pretty carefully in, in, yeah. when you're submitting stuff just to understand, I think, uh, would like this cool. festival even share the sensibilities that, yeah, I like it, you know...
0: Um, so with by going to festivals, was there that... You know, because a lot of times there's that idea of go, going to the festivals, there's a hope that maybe there's going to be d- distributors or, or, you know, those people there sitting in the audience to see what's going on and then they call you up and go, hey, we want to distribute your... I think those festivals,
3: there's like five to ten on the whole planet Earth.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Um, and we were lucky to get into two of them. We got into Mill Valley and Slamdance. Uh, after Slamdance, then we got... I mean, we had a, we took a lot of meetings in Park City, and it was like exciting, but it, was, it also kind of felt like I was going on like an amusement park ride of like what it means to like be successful. Like oh. it didn't seem real. It was just like, oh yeah, so let's go. Like we want to set up a meeting, or like it, what was it, Miramax at the time? You know, uh, glad glad they didn't go with us, I guess. But um, uh, you know, I took a lot of meetings, and then ultimately went with um, just a VOD group called uh, Gravitas Ventures. Mm who were actually in El Segundo, which is close to where I live now. But, um, uh, yeah, they were just like, we'll get it on iTunes and stuff. And we're like, cool. Uh, But then, you know, shortly after, they're like, we'll get it on Netflix. Wow.
0: And it's like, oh, I've heard of Netflix. Wow. (laughs) You know. um, So throughout that time that, you know, Institute was out there and, 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 and you're going to festivals and whatnot, is around that time that the Latitude Society sort of began, right? And then you jumped into that and then how often were you out there recording what the heck was going on? Pretty often. Yeah, pretty often. If any, if there was ever
3: an event uh, or then I'm like, this time I'm going to properly do a walkthrough of like the installations and stuff because that never really happened with uh, Zhijun. It was like, I'd find people... I'd, I'd go on YouTube and be like, Jejun Institute, and somebody just like... When they did their induction, they filmed themselves, and I'd be like, can I just have your footage? And they're like, okay. Um, there was a lot of that, just tracking down. That stuff was a little laborious, but um,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, with the Jejun Institute. Okay, so... so That office is a real... What? What is it still an office? Is it something that people can still visit or how's the, that work? The
3: office is all gone. Uh, what is it? 16th floor of
0: 580 California. I mean, you could go there. Um, You're not going <laughs> to find Jejuns too. So those people were just apparently renting out this space for, I mean, how many years? About three, I think? And so then how much time do you think it took them to set up that room before... Three. So it took th- three years to just set up that one no, room? No, 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 no. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, 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 uh, three oh. years total. Um, I, to set up I, I didn't help set up that room, so that I don't know. Because on the videos, it looks, I mean, it looks pretty, I mean, it looks very interactive. I mean, it looked, there, oh, yeah. there's stuff all over the room. I mean, it looks and like a real touch office. Pads,
3: so like it knew, the monitor knew when you walked into the room and when you sat in the chair and would Incredible. different, like different actions would be triggered based on where you so stood So it was really AI
0: oriented. I mean, this is like, you sit in a spot, light comes up uh-huh. or, okay, press this button. Yeah. And, and so that's the, something I wish I could have like captured a little bit more in the
3: film, but there was no footage and by that point it was all like gone. So
0: So so okay. So from so they, they go in there, do they do they, they does the T V just turn off by itself? Does it does it rewind itself? Does it, it I rewind, mean how the heck did that all happen? Um Well, that's some of the magic. Okay, yes. No, yeah, I don't want to give away. How do I give it away? That's some of the magic. No, but you'd
3: walk in and there was like just a a default screen happening and it was just pulsing and pulsing. And then it would start once you sat in the chair, you know. And then, yes, due to magic,
0: it would reset. I love it. I love it. Due to magic. Now, I also noticed noticed the Esquire as I didn't see any trailers or anything for that. Yeah. What's going on with the Esquire? Can you please tell anything about that
3: yeah well I'll send you a link and you can check it out um I wish I could there's a lot actually this is the one part where there's a lot I can't say Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. that's Um, good
3: but I'll put it this way um after Jejun was done so many people were like that wasn't a real documentary that was all made up entirely and Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. some things are stranger than fiction you just can't make that up yeah like like, that wouldn't make any sense made up um uh, so it's real but then i got to thinking i'm like well what is like the the prank i can play on all the people who thought that this was like totally fake uh-huh uh-huh so i'm like let's do now let's do a narrative sequel to the documentary that's all fiction but let's get all the people i interviewed to become actors in it just to fuck with <laughs> I love it oh my god that's great and we set it up to be like the sort of like the Forrest Gump biography of uh, Octavio Coleman as
0: that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. oh good I'm so glad that it's connected this yeah, is good yeah, this yeah, is good connected. and
3: then it leads into the latitude so it's kind of a trilogy but it's kind of the lost film right now
0: dude this is so fun this idea of world building you're building world. worlds you're building realities what? that transcend I mean yeah like how come how come only Marvel's allowed to do like or a big
3: studio? Right to do like a cinematic universe right like, why can't there be like an indie 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 indie, indie um cinematic universe mm-hmm, where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh that location was connected to where octavio coleman like he hid his lair and like wow. all of this silly, silly stuff um i'm i'll tell you off the record what the deal is oh, with cool, that cool, but cool. i'm not at the moment, I'm not allowed to release. Yeah, that. yeah, um, that's understandable. I'm happy to hear that it's that it's brewing and that it's. I mean, it's done. It's a totally. Oh, oh done it's fi- done. It's done. It's been done for like two years. Whoa. Yeah. And you just finished editing, or uh, finished totally with Latitude yeah. Society, basically. So now the three th- parts are done, but one is this oh, like missing okay. puzzle piece that. Wow. Um, yeah, I've I've kind of thought about ways around some of the legal loopholes. like, I've looked for a couple legal loopholes for how to release it, and basically taking, like, the idea and I haven't done this, and and I'm not going to do this, lawyers, but, um,
1: (laughs) the. Here's your fun fact. In the 1920s, the Hollywood sign was lit by thousands of light bulbs, and the guy who changed the burnt-out ones lived in a little cabin near this sign. Stay tuned to Inspirado Projecto for more fun facts.
4: Me in a phone interview. They are blocking my view and blocking my traffic on every device they can. The flag, Schreiber said, is a beautiful, long and colorful image depicting the words everything is possible, a quote from Albert Einstein. The 1st of April 2020 part 2. Facebook has me in a digital prison. So what does it do? It installs no smart features that make sense for Facebook. It doesn't allow Facebook push which made sense for Google. Who likes to push things? It does nothing to eliminate the advertising gaps around you that some people run on their PCs, even after they switch to a Google account. What it does do is turn all your friends' content into a clickable sponsored post icon on their Facebook pages, in a game of click thumbs that can have everyone you know. Because each person knows their friends pretty well, their Facebook friends will link to their stories or posts, which increases page engagement and traffic.
0: Wowzers, thank you, man behind the machine, for yet another thought-provoking giblet of information there yeah that is really something to think about i notice a a lot of more websites these days um and i'm glad they're still at least at least still giving us a choice uh but they're they're starting to give you the choice of signing in with facebook if you want to just sign in with facebook like okay if you're already signed in with facebook okay just sign in with us um, And you can either do that or you can sign up with email. I'm glad they still give us the option of email. I prefer that. I would rather do that. I That idea of the privacy, that idea of the security versus privacy. You want privacy, but you want to be secure. So... In order to remain more private, you give up more private information to people who say they're going to make you feel secure. Hmm. Incredible. How much vile information is out there right now that people are not being held accountable for? my mission my manifestation of the reality that i'm cho- that i'm choosing to live in right now this one that it me that i'm i'm in my own personal paradigm my personal my personal paradigm is that those people will be held accountable they will face the consequences of their actions i also like to believe that since this is my personal reality paradigm no matter what kind of news, see, this is the interesting thing, no matter what kind of news, no matter what kind of reports, no matter what kind of statistics, odds, whatever, coming from anywhere or anything, if we are to continue to play with the idea that we are these all-powerful creators, star children, uh, from the universe, and that we have the power of actually How powerful is that being able to change our perspectives, having the power to redefine things, having the power to really make up our own minds without having to consult others, without having to run it through critics. It's 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 intriguing the the findings that that we come across now. If we were to continue pl- pl- playing with that idea that we're these creators and that we're manifesting our own realities, well, well then that that, you know, there we go, that makes sense. That fits right in fits right along with the idea that. You know, I've been hearing the term World War Three lately. I don't know why that is or what's going on. I don't, I don't know why this is. Uh... But it's, to me, since I have no, like, attachment to, to that, if I'm going to die, I might as well die. If the death is the punctuation mark, well, then I might as well die doing something I love doing and having my heart lined up in a pleasant arena. What, what would you rather die doing? Worrying? Feeling distraught, getting angry over political things. Having your blood boil over uh, uh, one sports team beating another sports team. Uh, I I mean, would you rather die in that mindset or die in a mindset where you're going, "Wow, I'm creating what I want to create and how I want to create it. And my reality... Since I'm not accountable to anybody. If I'm the authority, I'm accountable to myself, right? If you're the authority, you're accountable to yourself. Just as I am here in my reality paradigm, you are there in your reality paradigm. And we're sharing this reality paradigm together right now, this moment in time. This historical moment in time. where harmonically linking up. Blending. Blending the brainwaves becoming harmonic, becoming balanced being, being, being idea factories idea receivers, idea implementers idea manifestors, reality creators physical reality concoctionists creationaries we are extraordinary creationaries Creationary. What are you? I'm creationary. How pleasant is that? So, if World War Three, World War Three is happening, well, like we always, like we hear about the phrase, "Oh, the best way to die." You know, I think the best way to die would be to uh, to be in the middle of having sex with a beautiful woman, wonderful, just gorgeous, just loving, extraordinary smelling, just ooh. A satisfying woman. The best way to die is making love to a satisfying, just satisfying woman. Ooh. And you die like that. Pleasure, ultimate pleasure. We've heard about that before. Yes, it does suck for that woman because she's She's having sex with a guy, and then he just died on her. So that's not that's not very good for her. For the person who's dying in the midst of such bliss, um, if that, if we think of that as sort of like the barometric idea that we want to want to be in that blissful moment, well, then what else matches up with that blissful moment? If we're not in the middle of having sex with a, a satisfying, gorgeous, beautiful, just wonderful woman. Gets you if you're so if we use that as like the barometric thing the barometric of, of, of bliss uh well then what other comp, what other you know kind of blissful things and there we go imagination is a blissful thing so here here. To World War Three, they're there. To World War Three, everywhere, everywhere. To simply being what you want to be, how you want to be it, and just realize you affect the world in huge ways that go beyond anything you could possibly fathom. Huh. Yeah. 2020, baby. It's a lens. Think of that. The 2020, it's lenses. I think we talked about this. They're lenses. So you take that two, you hook it over your ear. Plug it into a zero. Take the other two, hook it around the other ear. Plug it into a zero. What's cool is you got yourself a palindrome. Got yourself a palindrome. And... uh Two starts over there goes across the eyes. Wow, must do. Anyway, more later. How to feeding the cats go? How many days are you doing that for?
3: Master, we are now descending onto Earth. What are our next orders?
2: Destroy all humans.
3: You heard the master. We must proceed and destroy all humans. Start our descension onto Earth. Excuse me. Excuse me. Please do not touch my unblat. Hey, it's okay, man. Hey, I'm with the TSA. Hey, Hey. Did you say the TSA? That's right, man! Out of this world, buddy! Yeah! Hey, hey, TSA! All the way! I apologize. I don't know where my head was at. Please, please proceed. All right, man! That's the way! Hey, hey, hey! Out of this world! Get out of here! Woo. Hey, hey,
0: hey! Earlier on in the program, you heard a piece of a uh, a fun conversation I had with Spencer McCall. It was probably a three-hour conversation. I split it up. I think only one hour of those two hours was actually recorded. Uh, And so then I split it up into a series of of various various little things. Uh... To distribute. I have one more piece after this, so keep your ears peeled for that. Next episode, I'm going to put a piece of my interview with Blythe Baines when I hung out with her at uh, Bob's Big Boy. That was last year, actually, near the middle of 2019. Thought I'd look through the old idea book here. Um, oh, also, thank you so much for um, John Garside from Forgotten Tales. Uh, thank you for that awesome skit about the TSA. Uh thank you, man behind the machine, for answering your question. And thank you basically to everybody who has contributed to this episode. Here we go. This here is called Growing the Friendship Ecosystem. We each have a fire burning within us, a passion that wants to be expressed. It might be sports, writing, acting, computer programming, singing, or any number of things. By surrounding ourselves with those who encourage us to frequently give attention to these amazing talents, we are growing what may be considered a friendship ecosystem as the phrase goes you are what you eat this includes the magazines we read the movies we watch the conversations we engage with the television we watch and any other information that surrounds us or is in our immediate vicinity we think about this information then process it back out into the life we live in other words the way we we respond is the way others will experience that response are we eating empowering vibes or negative vibes Our words are containers that carry vibrations inside. This energy continues beyond the present moment and grows into the future. It grows in the mind of those we talk to, those who see us communicating with others and those who they talk to in our absence. To put it another way, our spirit reverberates through the ecosystem we carve our path through. It is the legacy we leave behind. As the saying goes, people might not remember your name or what you talked about when you first met, but they will remember how you made them feel. When people bully and naysay your dreams, it feels like someone is leeching your energy like a parasite living in your stomach or attaching anchors to your feet while swimming. Someone is talking or thinking about you at this very moment. What do you suppose they are saying about how you made them feel? Did you contribute or contaminate? Take a moment to write down the names of those in your life who you feel free to dance silly with, make weird faces in front of, help you feel comfortable, and appreciate your special brand of uniqueness. This is the kind of friendship ecosystem that will propel your talents and passions, boost your self-confidence, spread your wings of courage, and ultimately lead you to the life that you most ideally desire to live. At that point, the question will no longer be, through all of this resistance, how will I ever achieve my dreams? At that point, you will already be living your dreams, thanking yourself and your friends for the enriching lives you all have happily grown together as a team. Isn't that nice when you think about that? You grow together as a team. I'm going to read out of this old... um... Oh, here's something. Here's an interesting... Twin Peaks, a series retrospective, Spring 2013. Eileen Nora Cinema Theater, Frank, Frank Sinatra Hall, University of Southern California. So this is something that went on at USC, which I did not go to, however, um, I don't know why I didn't go. Spring 2013. Over the course of spring 2013 semester, we will present a complete series retrospective of ABC's landmark 1990 primetime drama, Twin Peaks, created by David Lynch and Mark Frost. The critically acclaimed series had everyone in America asking who killed Laura Palmer. Throughout the spring, episodes will be screened, followed by in-depth Q&As with key cast and crew from the production. The screenings will culminate with a special 35mm presentation of the 1992 feature film, Twin Peaks, Fire, Walk With Me. How cool is that? The Complete Series will be screened across seven Sunday afternoons from January through April 13 as follows. 2013. Sunday, January 27th, 4 p.m. The Pilot and Episodes 2 and 3. February 10th, starting at 2.30 p.m., we're going to have Episodes 4, 5, 6, 7, 8... Could you imagine that? One, two, three, four. I mean, that's like four hours in a row. Sunday, February 17th, that's episodes Oh. Season two. One, two, three, four, and five. Sunday, March 3rd, episode. Or these are all gonna be season two, by the way. Six, seven, eight, nine. Uh Sunday, March 10th, that's 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. March 24th, that's 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. And then February 14th, that is... Or April 14th, that is 2021-22. And then the 35mm screening of Twin Peaks takes place in May. I'm going to read to you guys from my idea book, but from the back. Here, from the back. From the most recent stuff that I've written down. Oh... Okay, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're going to read, we're going to read further back, further back. A scientist discovers the electric, charged power derived from each word. Certain languages of the same words carry stronger charges. He ends up finding the science behind poetic verse and the true power of language. The reverberations that lie beneath the words and the effect they have on people. He mass hypnotizes crowds to believe in their own passions and talents, to play more, to become an inc- incredibly productive and have faith in their imaginations. When they leave, they lead prolific lives, astounding the world with their discoveries. And then they, they stop watching television, they stop reading gossip magazines, stop watching the news, and they s- spend more time around nature. Here's an idea for what I put here. A song, a novel, a kid's story, a musical called My Antenna Tells Me This. Here's another one. An audience that is hypnotized to believe that they saw a person act like a chicken and or do silly stuff on stage. They are also hypnotized to believe that they saw someone levitate over their heads, over the crowd. When they leave, they still believe what they saw. Wow! Wow! Greece is the word. Oh, G R E E C E. Greece is the word. <laughs> Animal orchestra with parrots, cats, dogs, etc. Treehouse Band. Uh. Oh, this is a song that I, I sang. I ended up singing, uh, Live on the Air. Del Weston, my buddy who puts together the Action on Film Fest. He, this was a song I, I did about him. Del Weston on film. Uh, Del Weston, your contributions are historical. In the future now, they look back on this like it's biblical. Well, love what you did and do, and the big old smile you have all the way through. So now we're watching Del Weston on film. It's what we watch when we want quality TV. We appreciate all details you deliver. You've got yourself a bunch of trusty pals forever. As we continue to live and breathe, we'll want to see what you've got up your sleeve. Del Weston on film, it's what we watch on TV when we want quality TV. It's what we watch when we want quality TV. Del Weston on film, where he explores the mystic of movies, where he helps you see the forest through the trees. Del Weston on film, that was a fun show. I ended up meeting uh, Quentin Tarantino, one of Quentin Tarantino's old acting teachers, actually. And he liked what I had done. There's a movie that I did called... Mi Familia as too Familia. You can find it on YouTube. It's very surreal. It's way out there. And, uh... I think I just need to put some subtitles on it. It's out there. It's it's hard to hear from what people tell me, but... Now, the name of the place in Monrovia where we... Um... Recorded Del Weston on film place called K-Gym and so this was a theme song that I made for them k is the gem that you find in Monrovia broadcasting to 20 million eyes or maybe that's what I made up they put out a call to one and all to join in the fun they're having a ball and cannot stall this momentum these vibes that you're tuning into you could consider a sign k is one of the few public access networks you'll find. They put out a call to one and all to join in the fun. They're having a ball and they cannot stall this momentum. The numbers do not lie, she said. And she looked them in the eye. K-GEM shines creative, creativity. k is the gem that you find in Monrovia. So, they talked to a, a psychic or a numerologist and she told them, she basically told them that Um, K-Gem is... You know, this is a, a magical place, basically. Here's a... Here's something. Uh... comedian who only reads jokes he found on the internet, then engages in dialogue with the audience about it, Chicagoland band or song, Usu University, the world's first collage college, The the Lords of Quintessentials, that would be a good title for something, the Lords of Quintessentials. in one year tour or play at all the places Kaufman's major events were. That's cool. Quote, The first play in history based on those who got together and formed their own theater company. This could also be the first play ever made during any other world's history. Glowing Solar Flesh And under here it says a good name or trait of a character for a movie. Glowing solar flesh. Did each of these particular beings at one time visit that pond or pool with the missing head or body? I'm curious what that's all about. The glowing solar flesh. Otto Metallographic Silver Amplification Colloidal Gold. Wow. We go to Mars and find ourselves there. Spectre of the Broken. Or no, is that say Brocken? Brocken. Spectre of the Brocken. Centaur. Go find Gerald Pitts in Oregon and Jim Morrison. There's a guy named Gerald Pitts who claimed that he found Jim Morrison. Look him up. Look that guy up. Gerald, G-E-R-A-L-D-P-I-T-T-S and put that with Jim Morrison. Find some interesting... interesting stuff. Angel. Holy spirit, what in the harp is going on here? How the harp do I know? Hey... Watch mouse, There's a lady present. And then here's a little anecdote. We all deserve a mystery person slash people in our lives. So we all deserve a mystery person or we all deserve mystery people. That's pretty cool. Live show and tell show where someone else gives the audience and their talents a stamp of approval or voucher. They talk about how cool the person is. A different celebrity each week. The unknown brings joy to our heart in knowing there is magic existing everywhere. Bigfoot, Andy Kaufman, UFOs. Hmm. Unknown Supernatural Society University responsible for perpetuating the myths to keep people happy to keep magic in their lives. Movie about a city council that stages crazy events in their neighborhoods. Here's a word, cosmetric, cosmetric. Here's another one, weird stuff happening while someone on a megaphone says, do not worry, this is only a drill. And then I have here, the CCU, Clendenin Cosmetric Universe. Wowzers. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Inspirato Projecto, Coming up next is a very interesting conversation with uh, Chris Husted and a lot of members of Yachtly Crew. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm.
4: It was, <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> they just it was coming from the
1: sky. Instead of burning it, they just Drop it was coming the from the sky. sky. Yeah,
4: they pull the plants and then they they take
1: them away. To and then burn. they usually put them in these yeah these nets and then they fly them out. But yeah, it doesn't
0: all. Who be the, fa- the who? Because you can't really uh the, Who's taking the it? government. And they just take all the plants away. And where do you think yeah, take they take them?
1: Well, yeah, they get rid of them and they'll they discard them. them. But you can't really burn and just out in the middle of California anywhere because you are like the old, old fucking state on fire. Right? Yeah. So, so
0: they take them all away. But meanwhile, as they're flying them away, it's it's raining
1: from the sky. Yeah, it's hilarious. People are just like, yay! Yeah. They're crazy. like huge fucking buds too. They hadn't even trimmed. Yeah, they were fucking huge. That's so sketchy though, because like illegal grows like that. these use gnarly chemicals. Oh, I'm sure. Like, like, like it's really gnarly. But so
0: you guys were, were yeah. careful to make sure the chemicals were not or or how, what and, did you do? What, what's the alternative to using chemicals? I, I'm so well, ignorant with we this.
1: definitely have to use chemicals. Otherwise, it'll get, like, full Pesticides. of pests. Yeah, you, yeah. It'll get Incess. full of pests and insects and stuff. But there's, like, alternative uh, chemicals you can use. Like, we used... Towards the end, we started to use, uh... What's it called? Citric acid. Just, like, pure citric acid, which would get rid of, like, most everything. Oh. And then we could, like, hand... Uh, take care of, like, the rest, like, spider mites and stuff. If you caught them early, you could take care of it. But, um... Cool. No, but early on, like, during the, like, biggest part of the grow, we, uh, we were using some gnarly stuff for sure. But um, you could time it right so that, like, it decays and, like, burns off or gets, like, metabolized by the plant by the time it gets harvested. Oh, gotcha. But, you know? So, but, yeah, no, it was crazy. <laughs> we had, we so had... there's
0: sort of a timer on it in a sense? Like a... Like a. Can you look it up, Dusty.
1: What's that? I think it's called... Yeah, I think it's called a half-life. A oh. half-life of like, uh, a chemical or something like that? Yeah. We're oh, right. like, uh, right. It's, like, yeah. toxic. I didn't look up who... Um, it's for a certain amount of time, and then also, Who like, had the buys, though. The dosage. Like, if you just spray it in your mouth, you're going to die. You know, but if you, like, Same spray sister. it over, like, 100 acres, yeah, it's not so Yeah, so no, not too bad. Um, like a little, it's,
0: like, little droplets of it, but yeah, just exactly. enough to kill the bugs, basically.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's what we were trying to do. Um, yeah, but I never, definitely never smoked it, because I was... Like, you'd have to put on, like, a hazmat suit to go and spray the plants. Like, you can't... Because you'll get cancer or you'll get fucked up.
0: Just seeping through the pores, huh? Yeah,
1: it's bad, but... People just smoke this shit? Yeah, people just... And, like, literally, it's... The, all the illegal shit, like, it's, like, it has pesticides on it, for sure.
3: know, yeah, I love seeing those being Like, I remember seeing this being years ago. It was this, like, hippie chick. She goes, yeah, I'm gluten-free, you know... Um, I eat organic food and blah, blah, blah. But I'll take acid from a complete stranger.
2: <laughs> Yo, or like, I'm, no, I don't
1: want that. I'm vegan, and then it's like doing blow off the fucking toilet bowl. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. exactly. So you worked there how long?
1: Um, about two or three years, I think. Yeah. How did you even get the job? Uh, my brother knew the guy that was... That was, had the whole operation going
0: Because I don't think yeah. With something like that You'd have to trust The individuals that are working with yeah. you Like especially something like that You gotta really make sure
1: Yeah it was very low key It was only like a few of us um, Working all the time
0: But Did he screen the people no, Somehow
1: no, no. no I mean the, My brother and him had, Were like buddies from Oh see so oh
0: gotcha like, So your brother
1: basically Vouched for you Exactly yeah, yeah. And we're close and stuff So um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? It's incredible. So, so now?
0: from doing that, do you feel that um you that you could work in, let's say, one of those facility, like a like a collective, so to speak?
1: Yeah, like a. Or I,
0: dispensary. I, I or, could
1: probably go and get a job at a dispensary, just like.
0: From probably. knowing what you know, yeah, like that would that would.
1: Yeah, it would be help suffice. You. <laughs> suffice. Yeah. Yeah, would it would be suffice. Yeah, I'd have to remind myself of like all the um cuz you have to like make the, the feed for the for the plants and you have to like pH balance everything and like you know drop the right chemicals and stuff. Wow. But I have to remind myself. No, what's interesting
0: all that. is that like Jim Belushi has his own weed farm. Really? So I'm curious like when you do something like that there must be some way to do something like that out outside yet still like there must be some kind of like screens or something you could put on the yeah, bushes right that did, would
1: take did, they would get bugs away or in something in the same place we did an outdoor grow too and uh what we did like we kind of just like rigged it but it's obviously can get better than this but what we did is like we built giant tents mm. and uh we would cover up the plants when it was like um when it was too hot or like if it was too windy or something we would like cover them up with that just drag over the tents oh and, um when it was like the right, like when it was like the right uh, uh, temperature and stuff outside, we could like, take out the, uh, the tent and let the plants grow outside. And they got like massive; they were probably like eight feet tall and like this, like really big and stuff.
0: So you're growing some big plants out there, huh?
1: Yeah, the outdoor ones for sure were huge, but the indoor ones were smaller, uh, but higher quality. Yeah.
0: Incredible. <laughs> what are some of the key things that you think that you've taken away from from that experience?
1: It seems like there's just so
0: much that goes into yeah.
1: it, Yeah, you know? well, I bought my first car with that, so it's, like, I I'm, I'm probably learned how to, like, work hard, I guess. You know? Just, like, because you have to work long hours all day trimming weed doing the same thing over and over. And just, like, being precise, because if you don't, if you fuck something up, you can kill a whole crop, you know? Like... <laughs> what
0: are some things that you had to look out for? Like, what are some of the things that... A fucking job
4: interview? <laughs> well, no,
0: that's, like, yeah, I've that... never met someone who, like, has done this stuff. Like, uh... I mean what are some of the main things you'd have to pay attention to
1: uh the most i think the things that are like the most precise is you have to make sure the electricity like doesn't go out you have to because everything's on timers and like the temperature has to stay at a certain temperature all the time you have to be able to like switch the the lights for being on from like 16 hours a day to eight to eight hours a day or to 12 hours a day or something like what is that what is that aspect
0: to, to so with the lights
1: 16 hours a day i think it was was uh the vegetative state so that it's just like growing and growing and then you can flip it to i think it was what was it? i think it was eight hours a day now i think it would go 12 and then we would go eight after a while but that would switch it to go into the budding mode so that it would start to bud um which you can't do outside you just have to rely on like the because you, you do it during the summer and then it naturally does that but indoor you have to be like super so you're doing
0: a man-made biology i mean you're doing like you're mocking the sun so to speak
1: yeah yeah
0: so you're tricking this thing into following a certain pattern
1: exactly Incredible. like you could keep it growing and growing and growing and growing for pro- for a long time maybe like over a year I never did that, but you could probably keep it growing be, without budding.
0: I heard something similar about this with chickens. That if chickens, if you leave the light on, the chickens will not fall asleep. Yeah. They don't fall asleep until that light goes, <laughs> until that light goes if out. I'm not light on, I'm not going so you could yeah. leave those That's chickens chicken. awake. <laughs> That's right. That's a reverse chicken, and and slowed down a little bit. Um. So if you so same thing with these. Plants, basically, mm-hmm. you 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 keep them. Can you keep them asleep sh- for a shorter amount of time?
1: Like, what's can so you trick? Them? How how much can you trick them? You can you can so <coughs> uh after you sprout, so you can sprout like these um what they call these clones. You can clip like a, a branch off of of off like a mother plant, and then put it so that it grows um new roots and stuff. in like this little machine and then plant that and then as soon as it's planted maybe like let it take root for like two weeks or something so just to make sure it takes root and then you could bud it right there and maybe get like a small bud but
0: which means what you just turn out you make it seem like it's daylight all the time
1: you make it seem like it has less daylight so oh. you would give it um, more so effect. less
0: daylight does what
1: buds because it. it thinks it's as good it thinks it's going to die soon because the winter's coming so really it if it's a male plant, it'll drop seeds. It'll make seeds. So right
0: before it thinks it's going to die, it's going to have children, so to speak.
1: Exactly,
0: yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. You're teaching me so much more about biology than I
1: than I ever learned in high school. Right. Yeah, no, I learned a lot of shit. Well, at least about weed plants there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: if you keep it darker, it's going to bud quicker.
1: Yeah, For it has to be a certain amount of hours a day for that. Like, if it's dark all the time, then it won't do anything. It'll just die because it's not photosynthesizing or whatever. It's not, you know, creating nutrients for itself. But, um, yeah, I think eight hours was, like, the magic number to make it. But I don't remember exactly what it was. It might have been 12, but I think it was
0: eight. So you just need to make it feel like it trusts the ground or whatever, the situation enough to, to really take root. You it have to, like, kind of go, okay, you know... You can trust us. Yeah, it has and to then be- you flip the switch.
1: Right. Well, you have to like plan it. Well hey guys, first. um,
3: did either of you see a Ralph's bag that had um, koozies in it? koozies. Alley crew koozies.
0: Uh, Nopesies. No. Misty
3: claims that it came inside. I didn't see it come inside. Um, there's a Ralph's bag in the trailer, but there was only one koozie inside of it. So. Yeah. Uh, last time
1: I saw koozies was at fucking. Discovery. Uh, discovery and there was a... yeah i didn't see him the only thing i saw earlier today when we were loading in uh was on the wheel well right or on the thing yes, and that's, that's exactly where the,
0: the that up.